Time for the wheel nerds. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, it's time about bit. Come on, you. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 23. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. And we're going to be talking about motorcycles. And milkshakes. Mmm, milkshakes. Look, my wife got me a brownie milkshake, chocolate brownie milkshake. I already, I she already loves had me. one. <laughs> she loves me. Yeah, I, I had my milkshake when I arrived. Mm. So if you, you guys get to listen to Chuck stuffing his face for this episode, lucky you. Oh, God, it's sinful. <laughs> sinful? Is this a dieting commercial? <laughs> Are you about to tell us how, how like, you, you have a delicious shake for breakfast and one for lunch? Yeah, but I, I don't lose weight that way. <laughs> no, but that's shake. <laughs> you, could, you could hold the door open with that thing. <laughs> it's the door to fatty camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so what, what's the first thing we're going to talk about this week? I think we need to talk about an ad I found. Oh yeah, you got an ad. I got an ad. This is a sweet ad. Wow, well, all right. It was. I, I gotta go first because it's that good. So this is a 2006 Suzuki M50 Boulevard. Wait, what? All right, go on. Okay, for sale. 2006 Blue M50 has windshield curricin grips with helmet lock. Wait. Folding pe- what? This sounds awfully familiar. Don't worry about it. Folding pegs, forward control add-on, warm and safe built-in controller, saddlebags fitted with locks. One I, of them was working. I know that picture. Asking 3300 or best offer. Some guy named Chuck is selling it. Clearly a douchebag. <laughs> what? What do you mean douchebag? Look, Look at, at these this. pictures. It's it's a pretty bike. Look at these pictures. He's some suburban D-bag who's got, this, who's got this cruiser and he's like, I'm so cool and now my wife is making me sell it. Guaranteed. That's what's going on here. What? Yeah. I mean, look at it. Maybe it's he's going to buy another bike. It's parked in front of a Forester. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you needed anything that would suggest, like, I am a giant suburban D-bag, more than that. It's, an, it's well, it, look, there's nothing wrong with Foresters. Those are, like, the number one selling cars in Utah. In the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are good utilitarian cars. Yes, they are. They're great. Yes, they are. Why are you picking on that car? And that bike, that's a beautiful bike. He's asking far too little for that bike. So for those who haven't figured it out. <laughs> Jerk. I found Chuck's ad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I was, 50 is going bye-bye. I was trying to hide it. Although it does make a strange noise when you turn on the key. <laughs> yeah, you were here when the guy came to look at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he showed up right after I did. Yep, yep, yep. Chuck turns on the bike, and for those who are familiar with fuel-injected bikes, the first thing any fuel-injected bike does is, actually, you've heard our intro, it goes, took <laughs> as the fuel pump pressurizes. Yes. So that happens, and the guy goes, oh my god, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I got some suspicions here, Chuck, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> This conversation with this guy was a little too fast and detail-free, mm-hmm. right? He was um, like, oh, wow, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'll buy it if I can get money. I'm going to say this, all right, and don't take this the wrong way, but if you get robbed in the next couple of days, it's fucking him. I think I'm going to have to sit in my garage in a lawn chair and a sh- with a shotgun. <laughs> I, I might be tempted in this case. I, he I was know. really gotta... quick. Him and his friend both. I don't think either one of them gotta, are writers. I got a weird... Well, yeah, his friend is standing there staring at the radiator and says, it's, it's liquid-cooled? It's water-cooled. 
Yes. <laughs> and it's okay to be a little oh. clueless, but if it what has a radiator. Didn't he say he had some sort of scooter or something? Yeah, something. Uh, Honda Twin Max. Okay. I don't know what that is. I, I don't either. It sounds familiar. I'm assuming it's an old, junky 80s thing. Mm. He acted real surprised when the side stand turned it off. <laughs> so I don't uh, I don't know. I mean, a Twin Max is a thing you can use to sink your carbs. It's a very fancy little tool. They acted very surprised by lots of things on this bike. Yes, yes. My God, it's got wheels and look. A headlight. Look, what is that bright thing on the front? <laughs> Oh my god, it's blinking! Is that bad? <laughs> That's your bike. <laughs> no. <laughs> With the blinky light. With the blinky light. Oh my god. I, I have I have come to a conclusion. In the in my grand tradition of making incredible, just completely bodged together repairs to the Strom. Yes. Air quotes for repairs. <clears throat> um I'm bypassing the gear position sensor. Why is that? Well I the <laughs> when you're riding the bike in second gear, it keeps not figuring out what gear it's in, and in third gear, and fourth, and so forth. But it can't figure out what's geared in it's in, so it keeps changing fuel maps. There's a different one for every gear. While you're mid-riding. While you're mid-riding. So it's kind of like, like? <laughs> like, it'll be like, power, power, no, power, power, no. <laughs> it's not so bad in higher gears when you're going faster, but like at like slow speeds in town, it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's really <laughs> something. And then and then periodically you'd be like, I'm bored. Overdrive <laughs> No, fooled you, not overdrive. <laughs> so you're you're gonna lobotomize it. I'm going to lobotomize it. I'm going to – there's a way to put a resistor in line somewhere so that basically it goes to check and says, what gear am I in? And the, re, and the resistor says, you're in fourth. All is well. <laughs> Remain calm. You're in fourth gear. <laughs> These are not the droids you're looking for. Everything's great. You're in fourth. <laughs> just just keep that up. You're, you're in fourth now. <laughs> so I'll lose, the, I'll lose the use of the overdrive light and I'll have the unrestricted map on all gears, which will probably make first gear a little jumpier. Why even have an overdrive light on this bike? So you know you're in sixth gear because you won't notice by the fact that the bike is lugging under 85 <laughs> miles an hour. Uh, that's a problem? Someone in design I, was like, damn it. We need a light. I can't tell when I'm in sixth gear. <laughs> glark, glark, glark. Yeah, something you got to understand about the Strom's overdrive, too. It is, like, really overdrive. Mm -hmm. If you try to use it under about 75 miles an hour, the bike just kind of goes, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Quit it. (laughs) So, like, maybe, like, an early iteration of the Strom kept getting returned because people were like, it's running like ass. I I don't know. (laughs) Did you know you were in sixth gear? What? Six gears. I, I this don't goes know. that high. <laughs> I do not know. So I'll, I'll lose the I'll lose the smoothed out fuel mapping for the lower gears. But whatever, it's already twitchy anyway. So I yeah. love it. Okay. A little more twitchy won't kill me. And the overdrive light is making me nuts. <laughs> I can see something blinking. I'm like, oh my god, I'm out of the overdrive light. Because all you can see is something in your peripheral vision going. Blink, blink, what if you were like blink, prone blink. to seizures or something? I don't know. You just start flipping out. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> the bike's having a little, like, rave inside. <laughs> <laughs> the bike's computer is like... Yeah. Oh, it's the boss. He's looking... Yeah. Yeah, so maybe by Friday I won't have an M50 anymore. Yeah. If the guy wasn't actually casing my house. In which case, by Friday, you won't have an M50 anymore. Or a Buell. Or a TV. Or an Xbox. Oh. Man. Who knew it's so hard to sell a bike? Yeah. And not get robbed. <laughs> well, the not get robbed part is the tricky bit, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Remember, kids, don't get robbed. You know, next time I put up an ad, I'm going to put a different name, like 
Brock. Raul. Raul. <laughs> Something. The mi- Prime Minister Nifaranj from Nigeria. <laughs> Something intimidating sounding. Thor. Yeah, I figured that there's a good possibility, too, the guy, like, had already decided to buy it. Because your, your your tactic is clearly, too, here's what all the other guys are asking for their M50. I'm going to ask a little bit less and screw them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, he could just have said, wow, yeah, that's the price I wanted. Yep. Let's do this. Thor. I just want to make sure it's real. You know the, the Thor story? The Thor story? Yeah. So I, I used to go to strip bars a lot with my friends. And one of the things we would do is we asked a girl what the name is. Mm-hmm. It'd be something like Montana, Sierra, Sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my friend would be like, no, no, not your stage name. What's your real name? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you that. What's your name? He said, Thor, God of Lightning. He's like, well, what's your real name? I can't tell you that. I'm just going to tell you my stage name. <laughs> <laughs> he dated a lot of strippers. I'm looking for Thor. He's my father of my baby. <laughs> See, he was thinking ahead. Mm. <laughs> Come on, little baby Heimdall. <laughs> nice touch. Thanks. I do what I can. Well, you know, there are those parents who give their daughters stripper names. I've seen that. Every once in a while, you run across them. I've seen, like, Sierra be one. A couple a couple of my, yeah, a couple of my uh, my nieces have, uh, and I haven't said it because I'm afraid I'll get hit. Your nieces? Oh, a so in the family. A couple of nieces have... Borderline stripper, borderline stripper names. Oh no! So, yeah, it's uh, no. I could see that happening in Utah though, because those kind of names. Well, they are... ran the fuck out, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, I do have a, a, an army of nieces. Like, if I gave them guns, I could take over the world. You know how many nieces I've got? How many? Zero. Well, I you, said. <laughs> you know how many nieces I can potentially have? Zero. Zero. <laughs> well, I think it's fair to say that both your parents were like. Oh, we had a baby. What have we done? <laughs> but we already had a dog. Never again. <laughs> you know, my folks had to get rid of the dog after me. Really? Yeah, the dog was trying to kill me. Oh, damn. In, in the crib, repeatedly. Wow. It, had, it knew something. <laughs> we had we had two Labradors, and one of the Labradors just adored me and would dote upon me. The other Labrador growled at me once, and <laughs> the other Labrador hit it like, like a missile. <laughs> I said, maybe it's time for Butch to find a new home. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't know what the dog was, but it was very hostile toward me. Hmm. So our big topic for the week. Noobs! Or, I want to be cool like the wheel nerds and ride. What well, do I do next? Well, not bathing regularly is a good start. That's an excellent start. <laughs> yeah, it'll get you a good like third of the way to wheel nerddom. Okay, now if you were like the guy that came to look at my bike, what you do next apparently is... Pick out a bike in the Pick classifieds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that he doesn't know how to ride, but he really he gave didn't know that impression. Ride. Yeah, I'm kind of scared if he does actually buy this bike and comes to pick it up. No, he kind of, he kind of, he kind of stood near it and fidgeted on his feet like he was just afraid to go to it. I'm gonna freaking see this guy this weekend on it. God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> Man, dude! I I hope you see. If him I do, weekend. that'll be better because yeah. that's legit. Yeah. I know what you bought. <laughs> and you shouldn't have. <laughs> Bad move, monkey. <laughs> Based upon your scores, you need to sell that bike. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Maybe he brought the other guy because he's the guy that's going to ride it home for him. <laughs> as, as long as they give you cash. Yeah, as long as they give me cash. <laughs> or a cashier's check, I guess. Go cash that immediately yeah. at their bank. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, he said he had to go get a bank loan, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So go right back to his bank and cash it immediately. And yeah, then they can't come get it. Get it. Yeah. Ugh. Let's create a profile of the noob. You are somewhere between sixteen and dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you think motorcycles look kind of cool. You're thinking maybe I could be cool and ride a motorcycle. I want to get a lot of ass. Hmm. A motorcycle's not going to help it. No, no. We'll talk about <laughs> some of that. So, so we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about. Uh, okay, so I'm a noob. I want to learn to ride. Let's let's do this thing. What's it going to take? First thing I did was look up the MSF. Mm-hmm. I looked up rider training. I would say that's the first thing everyone should do. Go look up your local rider training. Beauty of it is if you go take the beginning rider course, you get to go out, learn to ride, and ride on someone else's bike and decide if you like it. Yep. Which is a pretty darn good deal. Yeah, it's really good. So yeah. that is the place to start. And we, no matter what kind of riding you're doing, take a class first. Yes. Get a feel for it. Make sure you like it before you start dumping a lot of money. Yes. Which takes us nicely into costs. Which, <laughs> which are considerable. I'm going to save so much money riding a motorcycle because yeah. I won't have to pay for all that gas. No, no, you won't. No, because no, they're, they're, uh, they're cheap to register. Cheaper than a car. That's true. Um, your insurance will be, well. That depends a lot on you. Yeah, yeah. If you're a 16-year-old dude, I'm, I'm sorry in advance for what your insurance agent is going to tell you when you ask about insuring a motorcycle. A rubber glove will probably be involved. You, you'll want some wine. <laughs> you're telling a 16-year-old to drink some wine? Uh, uh, we, never mind. <laughs> don't, don't do that, kids. That's wrong. Yeah. Well, you hear this all the time. What? I want to. I think I could save some money by riding a bike around. Right. Well, you don't think of. There's a lot of costs you don't think of. And well, the bike's only you know two grand. No, the bike's only camp. two grand. You know, it get fifty miles a gallon. You know, but what about your gear? Ah, yes. And I'm thinking I'm at least five six hundred bucks for gear at yeah. least. Don't skimp on your gear. No. At all. No. I mean, I don't be one of those. I mean, yeah, you're going to save your money if you go tank top and flip flops. But when so you the, go down, your your costs are going to be considerable. <laughs> Your costs will be much higher. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just make sure you have a good helmet lock on your bike so that you can put your helmet on your helmet lock when you're riding around town. And then when you get home to where mom or your wife are, you can put it on your head and be like, I always wear my helmet. <laughs> That's a very important tip I learned from some riders in town here. <laughs> I mom will get really mad if she sees me without my helmet on the bike. I don't even see him using a helmet lock. I just see a bungee net. Oh, yeah, the bungee net helmet. Yeah, yeah that's a good one, too. That's but you what know, I see. You know why it's in the bungee net is so they've got the helmet back there. So when they get close to home, they pull it on and yep. wife or mom isn't like, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you wearing a helmet backwards? No, I'm not. <laughs> and this is one of those things where I'm going to be a little sexist because it's only guys who are dumb enough to freaking do this. Just a heads up. Put the helmet on the back? Put the helmet on the back underneath the bungee net. The girls either just don't have one or are wearing it. Yeah, okay. I can say I haven't seen that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's always it's always the, the dude. You know what? I, it could be other um, alternatively mm. instead of, you know, they, they cart that around to put on before mom sees them as they have the helmet for the girl they're hoping is going to get on at the stoplight. Oh, yeah. Because that's point. what naturally happens when you're riding a motorcycle. Random Chicks hot chicks wow. just jump on at lights. My God, is that a is that a big filthy touring bike you have with this custom seat? <laughs> yes. Y- yes, it is. <laughs> get on. And you point and it happens and it's closed yeah and then but then she's like i need a helmet like, good thing i've got one here in the bungee uh-huh. <laughs> my friend and i in vegas would always talk about that we take that m50 because mm-hmm. he's got a cruiser too and we would just cruise up and down the strip one saturday night and see what happens yeah that that hasn't happened <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna tell you what was gonna happen you're gonna use i get gas. t-boned by a limo <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> actually <laughs> Seems more likely. I get T-bones by some other out-of-towners in a 
minivan. Wow, look at that. <laughs> Did you hear something? No. <laughs> Help, please. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it costs, the, whole, the whole saving money on I, I don't know about you, but uh, motorcycles are probably my most expensive hobby by a substantial margin. And I say this as a skier and a golfer. I say it as a guy who plays with power tools. Yeah, yeah, good point. Those are expensive too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Motorcycling is damn expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I are both gear horse. That's true. But at the same time, I've had the same crap-ass suits for years. And it's still damn expensive because there's always some little thing you need for the bike, something oh, you yeah, can for do the bike. It, yeah, you know, yeah. muck around with it. Frockle whore. Some piece of gear needs new, you know, I just oh. retreated the gloves. You know what pisses me off about my suit? What's that? Every time I, I go browsing the internet, you know, looking at new enough, mm-hmm. motorcyclegear.com or, you know, motorcycle superstore or whatever, I'm yep. like – Oh my God, that's a really fucking cool jacket, and I've got to get the. I got a suit. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I actually do the same thing. Like that, that uh, the the Falstaff, the Aerostitch one, the the yeah. wax cotton. Yeah. My like, God, that looks so freaking cool. I love that. I'm like, but eh, I've got a I suit. Got a suit. I got two suits. Yeah, you got two suits. Yeah. I don't really need anything else. Like, <laughs> no, no. The, it's. Uh, I mean, once I've, you're once you're in the suit land, everything else is kind of like. Eh. And I've already got like three or four. Five jackets that I could wear if I'm not wearing a suit. <laughs> well, you know, all those times I see you without your suit. Um, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I never you don't wear it inside the house. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Usually. Well, I, sometimes I do. Yeah. When I'm playing video games. Right, yeah. And pretending I'm Buck Rogers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Buck. Uh-huh. What? I can safely say that was before my time. You are so robbed. That was one of the greatest shows of my childhood. Are you kidding? I, Planet I, of the Slave Girls? How could you not want to see that? Well, I saw Amazon Women on the Moon. <laughs> my father and I used to watch crappy old movies on weekends. You still watch crappy old movies. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's not going to be cheap. No, you aren't going to save any money. You're going to, uh, on the contrary. <laughs> Even if you go around and, and like skimp on gear or whatever, which you don't do. Or just find cheap stuff. I mean, there there is you know cheap, cheap stuff, stuff to be had. The guy mm-hmm. the guy who had to sell his bike because his wife doesn't like it may have some gear you can pick up cheap. Don't 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 ever buy a used helmet. You know, I I, I don't even want to buy used gear. Well, that's the other thing is I'm thinking of like the general state of my gear. Like I, I treated I cleaned and treated my gloves mm-hmm. with the new uh, the leather treatment stuff. They're um not the color they shipped anymore, and there doesn't appear to be anything that can be done about that. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I mean, I get I get awfully hot and muck, uh, mucky and all my stuff. I don't want to wear somebody else's. My 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 riding gear smells basically like my ski gear, which is of like bo and sunscreen. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> Come on, man, it's cheap. I mean, I guess if you wash it well enough, but I don't understand. Well, okay, exactly. If, <laughs> if I was selling my gear, the first thing on my mind doing is it's not washing it. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I just want to get rid of it. Got several jackets and coats at home. I'm like, eh. This suit stands up on its own. Just get it out of my house. Oh, why is it making noises and crawling? <laughs> I wish it would stop that. <laughs> Beat it with a stick. <laughs> why does it keep crawling out for others of its own kind? <laughs> So lonely. <laughs> yeah, you know, eh, money. Mm. Money. Yeah. You can spend some. Yeah. Just, you know, don't, I mean. That said, it doesn't have to be a lot. You could still get a motorcycle for cheaper than a car. Yes. There are practicality concerns here, of course. 
those so. being winter. <laughs> oh, in Utah, yes. And carrying things. Yeah. But, you know, as a commuter, a, a motorcycle is a great choice. Oh, yeah. Or even a scooter. Mm-hmm. You know, a nice, uh, nice little scooter. Scooter is almost more sensible just because a scooter comes with built-in storage. Yeah, yeah. That locks up, which mm-hmm. is awful nice. Whereas with the motorcycle, you drop, you know, another few hundred bucks on that. Depending on how you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a KLR guy and you've got a styrofoam cooler, you're Well, you're, you're good there. <laughs> you get a TU-250 and throw a milk crate on the back of it. Yeah. Anyway, motorcycles are expensive. Yeah. Education. MSF. BRC. Do it. Do it. Frickin' do it. That, that's about it, really. Do, do it. you? Okay, you're you're in uh, writer education. Do you guys get very many people wanting to do solo classes? Um, it happens occasionally, but it's fairly rare. Um, partly because it's fairly spendy, in all honesty. I have been known to counsel students out and say, if you want to keep doing this, you probably need a solo class. Mm-hmm. Particularly ones who get uh, nervous in groups. Um, frankly, if you get nervous in the group in there, I would be a, a little edgy about being in traffic because it's an m- even more stressful situation being in traffic than it is, you know. Eh, no, you don't no, think so? I don't think – because I, oh, okay. I got edgy in my group. Really? Okay. Yeah. Especially, well, I got edgy when this other group came over and just sat on the sidewalk and watched us. Oh, okay. <laughs> that and I got really edgy. Don't mind us. We're quietly judging you. Yeah. And they were girls and some of them were kind of cute. And one of them had like n- – never mind. <laughs> it's a good thing they can't see us right nothing so yeah i almost did the solo class just because uh, this, mm-hmm. that whole thing kind of freaked me out yeah you know if it, if it's if it does freak you out then most places will do solo classes it usually takes a little bit of uh, how scheduling. different is it i mean in terms you, of what you learn same stuff i mean uh, do you still do like the in-class portion with just you and the instructors to a certain degree yeah. um most of the solo classes is actually done on the range. It's done a little more the same way we do an experience course. Okay. Experience course, you do a few uh, exercises, and you talk about a few things, and you get everybody to talk through it. The way, the way adults learn is by repetition. They learn by multiple senses. So if you see something and you hear something and then you do something, so you get touch, um, hearing, and sight involved, you'll okay. remember it better. So you can do a lot of those same things with the same pieces of information in different ways. And if you've got the person... If they're a captive audience right there, you can get quite a lot through to them just pushing them sitting in the parking lot with a book, frankly. Okay. Um, and then you send them home to do their homework anyway because, again, as an adult, the more the more ownership you take of your own learning, the more you will learn. By the way, there's a free tip for anybody trying to learn something from books. Do the freaking exercises in the book. That's why they're there. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Honest to God. Is there, is there going to be a quiz? Yes. Oh, damn it. Big quiz tomorrow on everything we've learned so far. Oh. And that's the other thing about the education is I get students who are freaked out. They're like, oh, when's the test? Test. Todd has a clipboard. Doom. Except here's the thing. You take one of these classes, the whole th- point of it, and the instructors are trying to make sure you get this stuff and are good at it. Yep. The test is just there for them to verify that. The other thing about the test is you're going to do a test. You know what you have to do for the test? A bunch of things you just did. So, like, don't freak out. They, yep. they tried to get that point across in the class I was in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just say it flat out. I'm like, what, you know, people will be like, what's on the test? We'll say, A, it's in the book. It tells you what's in the test. B, it's a bunch of stuff we just did. Yeah. It's on the test. So do it again. It actually freaked me out more. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> of the way they were doing it. They were like, oh, no, it's a test. No, don't worry about it. Forget it. You know, it's not a test. Forget it. We're just standing here with clipboards <laughs> watching your every move. Okay, that, that might be a little extreme. <clears throat> I'll usually say it's the test. It's a bunch of stuff we just did. I told you, I, I flubbed that first test so bad. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You did, didn't you? Yeah. 
I did a lot of stuff wrong. And I guess that's the other lesson. If your instructors tell you you need to work on a particular thing or they say, come on back and we can get you through, do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he just had me stay after because it was mm-hmm. like late afternoon. Oh, okay. But, uh, okay, so you, you're taking your basic rider. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your freshly minted M. Mm, fancy. Yeah, it's nice. Feels good. Standing in DMV four hours. <laughs> Feels <laughs> great. Go to, okay, what you do is you go to the Redneck DMV over in Heber City. Oh, okay. Heber City where, you know, there's such wonderful bars as the other end. Okay. The other end being a cowboy bar. Gotcha. Um, and it's where the biathletes would always go. So I was there with them a few times, and it's um, it's a cowboy bar. Cool. So the, the DMV is more or less a cowboy bar with with papers. Cool. <laughs> in Heber, and it takes no time at all. Cool. So go to Redneck DMV if your state uh, doesn't matter what DMV it is. All right. But a- after you're done with your BRC, you don't have to be done with your education. Hell no, you shouldn't be. Because t- by the time you're done with the BRC, you're totally qualified to go and ride Dude. your own bike in a parking lot <laughs> some more. <laughs> Well, we have a, we have a funny thing here in Utah where we have this sort of the tiered licensing thing. So yes. I always get this question from students. They're like, "Oh, can I bring my bike to the last day and then test on that?" And I'm like, uh, "Okay, but um, can they? Yeah. Oh, okay. But here's the thing: they've just been in a class all day long. Yeah. In the sun, learning stuff and being stressed out by it. Yeah. Are they crispy right now? Are they in good shape to be testing right now? No. Have they practiced it on their bike? Probably not. So I try to encourage them, like, look, come back in a week when you've practiced on your own bike in a parking lot. And frankly, practicing on your own bike in a parking lot is a good habit to get into anyway. Yeah, I did that for a long time. I haven't haven't done it recently this year, but, you know. I do it all the time. I just do it while I'm teaching classes. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't done it this year. I did it, like, maybe a little bit in the spring Mm -hmm. just for screw around. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, there's stuff you can take outside of MSF. Good point. Yeah. Um, Keith Code comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Keith Supervillain Code. <laughs> <laughs> I will stroke my white cat and teach you to ride sport bikes. Yeah, that dude, uh, his uh, superbike school, they have uh, BMW S1000s as mm-hmm. their learning bike. You could go ride that bike for a few hundred dollars and learn how to, you know, corner and, you know, wow. go around really fast and cool. drop your knee and, you know, kind of learn all that neat stuff at speeds. Mm-hmm. Be speedy. And that kind of, I think, translates to kind of help, it helps you on the street. Not to, you know, be, you know, translate all of that directly okay, here's across. A, yeah, yeah, disclaimer, don't ride like that on the street, assholes. Yes, don't. <laughs> but you're riding at speed, so you, you're you practicing it forces, stuff It forces speed. you to get better. Yeah. And they don't start you at going 150 miles an hour. <laughs> I think they, 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 if I remember reading right, I think they teach you to drop your knee in, in the corner at like 30 miles an hour. Oh. Just to show you it can be done at slow speeds. Mm-hmm. And get you comfortable with the whole idea of leaning and, you mm-hmm. know, trusting your bike, trusting, you know, the road surface. Makes stuff sense. Stuff like that. Because that's something, you know, in your for a beginner, that's one of the hardest things to trust is mm-hmm. the, that feeling of lean. One of, the, one of the tips I generally give is, okay, who's more awesome, Chuck, you or your bike? Me. False. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because it's Chuck either, but... <laughs> Because realistically, the bike is stab you in the head. <laughs> the bike's capable of a lot more than you're willing to get out of it. I mean, I, I've got an inch of extra tire I don't use on the edges of the Stromps tire because that thing goes way the hell over before mm-hmm. it starts hitting metal bits. And like being that far over is kind of scary and not much fun. Yeah. So you know, Keith bike, Code to teach you to make it fun. I don't want to go that far <laughs> over because I I do use that one inch every once in a while, but when I do, it's usually you know clenching my ass cheeks as hard as I can, That's avoiding something, and then I come to a stop and go, 
That's what she said. That doesn't really work that way. Shut up. <laughs> Using the extra inch, clenching your ass cheeks. It totally works. Why are you looking at me like that? That wasn't funny. What? Oh. <laughs> it was funny in my head. I believe you. Shut up. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, there's all kinds of other education, too. Books. Yep. Books are out there. Videos are out there. Wheel Nerds is out there. Podcasts. Yep. Wheel Nerds. Wheel Nerds podcasts, Chuck, <laughs> for which they should totally buy stickers. Putting a Wheel Nerd sticker on your bike makes it safer. <laughs> Someday we'll get sued for that, you know. Because everybody – no, no. It's true because everyone will see it and if anyone who knows how Wheel Nerds is will be like, holy shit, get the hell away. And you'll have more space. What's wrong with us? Do you want a list or just like <laughs> the book? Here's the book. Here's the book. <laughs> There's many, many things in this book. It's <laughs> a thick-ass book. Why was it holding up the corner of the desk? Uh, ow. <laughs> so, you know, learn more. I mean, even even if all you learn is that there are dweebs out there riding bikes. I, yesterday's nerds are very often riders, by the way. <laughs> or today's. Yeah, or like in this room. Uh, speaking of that. Mindset. Find you gotta find the right people to ride with. Oh, dude, totally. Very important. God damn. A huge, huge part of what I am today as a writer is because I met Todd and our other friend Claire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've regretted it every single day. <laughs> it's a fair point though, because if you uh, if you tend to group up with the kickstand club, who you will be kickstand. You will be kickstand because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. It's if a, you group up with a couple of nerds who like to go on four hour rides every Sunday, then that's what you're going to do. You do on four hour rides on Sundays. Yeah, and it, it helps to. I find it helps to ride with a bunch of different people and see who you enjoy riding with. Yeah, you got to find your group. Yeah, you're going to find the group you like. I've ridden with. Big nerdy safety groups, right? Of course, you all the time. Um, ridden with, you know, cruiser groups going on uh, parade runs. I've never done a parade. Really? Yeah. What'd you do a parade for? Uh, it was for the uh, the thing up at the hospital, for the primary children's thing. On the Strom or on the... Uh, I was on, on the Volusia at the time. Yeah. Claire was on his Vulcan. Oh, okay. We went up there and got into that and it was kind of like all right this is uh a little boring yeah. <laughs> going five miles an hour throwing I mean, candy at the children well it's kind of it's kind of cool because you actually get to see all the bikes once you're actually up there and then the nice thing about doing charity events is the same thing that's always nice about doing charity events these kids come out you know they, they come down in these wheelchairs and they're looking at the bikes with these giant grins on their face and that's really cool mm-hmm. so you know charity runs i can totally see the appeal of because mm-hmm. you know, there is a there's a real great feeling you get from those that said i do find them awful boring Kind of boring, and they're a little dangerous. They can be. <laughs> you know, a lot of it depends on that, that, that who you're with also is who you're around. Because wasn't that like sort of – there was like a cancer ride just a couple months ago that some dude got killed on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the problem the problem is is people – You, you get all types that come out to Well, them. yeah, that's the thing. Everybody comes out to those, and there's 300 bikes, and you know everyone's great that they're there, and they're well-meaning, but some of them, frankly, have no business on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> but there they are, mm-hmm. and uh, they're awful close to one another. There they are with their brand new M50. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess the key thing is you gotta you got to find the group you want to roll with, and maybe it's a bunch of groups, and maybe it's no group. Um, our friend Bob down in New Mexico rides with nobody and is quite happy doing so. That's his favorite thing. Mm-hmm. The only time he rides with a group is us. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Come to think of it, it's not the only time I ever ride with a group anymore either. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't had a whole lot of group riding. Mm-hmm. I ride with you and Claire. Yep. That's my go-to group. Yep. I ran with John. 
but that was just two of us. The Beal guys, I rode with them. Yeah. And that was okay. That was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, the Beginner Bikers Club, that was cool. Yeah. I rode with the noobs here, crashed one of them. That was cool. <laughs> you left a stream of noob wreckage. Okay, here's your next tip. Don't ride with Chuck. <laughs> if you ride with Chuck, you will bin it. You remember no. what you said to me a couple of years ago? What was that? You are the worst leader ever. Oh, did I say that? Uh-huh. Yeah, you are pretty bad. <laughs> I got to tell you. Yeah. You, uh, you, you, you forget to look in your mirrors for the people behind you <laughs> to see what they're doing, kind of keep track of where they are. Yeah. It's not that I forget. It's just that I don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I'm too busy writing. It's not a highly compatible leader thing. <laughs> That's why I don't like to lead. Yeah, it's fair yeah. enough. Though, you know, when I was riding with John, I was watching in the mirror for him to come out of every corner, mm-hmm. which is why I knew he had gone down so quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you actually said it to me at the time because uh, you said I was lousy with lane position. Oh, yeah, that too. Because I just go, do-do-do-do. Yeah, you just do-do-do all over the lane. And it, a lot of that depends on the group you're in. And you'll, you'll hear every – Every group has a different way that they want to ride together. I've been in groups where it's just like you ride your own ride and you just space out from each other enough that you have your whole lane to play with. Yep. Um, the most common one I do typically with Claire and you and you're used to this is, well, when we're in the long, flat, straight, boring stretch where we want to kind of protect our space and keep the fuckers and cars out of it, yep. we'll bunch up a little bit and do and a stagger, stagger thing. Yep. Um, and then when we're somewhere fun, we'll spread out and do our thing. <laughs> yep. Although it's this, I suppose, spreading happens less and less last time we went through Monte Cristo we were going through and I'm like I should probably back off I'm awfully close to Chuck's rear tire <laughs> god that was couple, that was what two years ago you're you're not last year it was I last year well, we, I've only been on Monte once this year and huh? the only person that followed me was a newbie that binned it I gotta I, I, I got stop picking on him yeah it does bring up an interesting point though um, something we saw with John and we'll, we'll hear from John later yep you got to ride your own ride, and no matter what group you pick, you're it, with a group, but don't 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 get sucked in. You're not under obligations to ride exactly. Their ride. You haven't signed any contract that said I will ride right next to anybody in this group. I mean, find a spot in the in the group where you you're comfortable. If that means you're in the back with the uh, the sweeper, that's fine. Yeah, cool. Go you for know, it. That's what he's there for. Mm-hmm. He's not. If he was in a hurry, he wouldn't be sweeper. Nope, absolutely. <laughs> or you know, it's it's just Claire and. Claire doesn't go fast. <laughs> <laughs> or you're on a Ural. Yeah, you're on a Ural. <laughs> In which case, picking up, picking up the broken pieces. <laughs> but yes. yeah, it's very important. Ride your own ride. So mm-hmm. uh, your costs, you're looking at, you know, you're going to be spending money. Don't fool oh, yourself otherwise. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be... It's not going to be cheaper than your car when you add it all up finally. No. No, realistically, it's not. Because every year, every season, there's going to be new stuff you want to buy. I need the new toy. I need the windshield windshield and 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 aluminum panniers and anti-elephant spray. And One day you're going to get the Turtec catalog and, and just And then you're closed. Like, you're yes. Screwed. <laughs> yes. It's over. All of this. What would you like from here to here? <laughs> yes, please. And the toilet paper holder. Thank you. Yep. So, yeah, your costs, you know. You're riding because you want to ride. You're not riding because you're saving money necessarily. Yeah, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah, education. Do get your, it. Yeah, get it. Do it. Keep doing it. Every year, look for you know some, a way you can learn something new. So some, something I actually like to do every year, I try to do something new to challenge myself. So um, 
after my first year, I started writing two up to challenge myself, mm -hmm. which was quite challenging my second year. Um, after that, I uh, began riding longer distances, you know, trying to camp off the bike and do that. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, year after that, I don't remember what I did, but, you know, did I seem to You're doing uh, stoppies everywhere. Yeah, yeah. stoppies everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think actually, oh, that was the year I started teaching. Um, but, you know, e each year, try to do something different. Try to do something new that takes you a little out of your comfort zone and forces you to kind of look at the world like a newbie again. What are you doing this year? Sidecar. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Well, started started at the end of last year and the beginning of this year is a sidecar thing, and that'll that'll make you feel like a newbie again. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I> bet. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Huh. But yeah, I, yeah I like that's to, a pretty good idea. I like to do something to shake it up because you, you got to do something to remind yourself. Well, I think some of the most dangerous years aren't actually the first year because the first year you know you suck. Yes. By the way, you suck the first year. Um, yeah. But the first year, generally speaking, you know you suck. So you don't try to do anything too stupid. The second year, you have this thing where suddenly you kind of feel like you know what you're doing. So I think the second and third years are the really dangerous years to get into. And pretty much, frankly, almost any year after that, that you feel like you know what you're doing and you get dumb and you get complacent. Yep. I think that will spank you. So try to find something new to take you out of your comfort zone each year. And then you don't get complacent like that. It's not uh, – You know what I do. What's that? I just stay terrified. Okay. That's good. <laughs> or stay scared. Yeah. My father-in-law said if you ever stop being scared of being on the bike, you need to stop riding. <laughs> that's fair. And, you know, because I think I told him at the time of riding terrified. It was my first year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Riding terrifies me. Hmm. And it still scares me. Not so much riding the motorcycle, but just our environment we ride in. Yeah, being out being there on the road. Mood. Not even just cars. I'm scared of wildlife. Mm -hmm. I'm scared of corners I can't see through. Mm, not like this at all. I'm scared of, let's see, traffic, pedestrians, bicycles, wildlife, corners I can't see through. I'm scared of birds. Very small rocks. Very small rocks. Birds. Yeah, I'm scared of birds. Don't worry about birds. God, I've killed so many birds. I don't want to kill a bird. Dead birds festooning the strom. I like the strom it. strom is the devourer of birdies. I like animals. Sweet, sweet, tweet, tweet. I like animals. I don't want to kill them. Okay, that's Bunnies fine. don't count. <laughs> Bunnies have it coming. Bunnies are delicious. And then, yeah, find your own group. Find a group that works for you and don't try to keep up with them. Yeah, you yeah. Know, go with the group. Go somewhere with the group, but don't feel like you have to be right next to the group. So uh, you want to ride. Yeah. You know, you, you're, you turn 35, say. Not that this happened to me. <clears throat> Not. You turn some age of 30. <clears throat> and you're like, man, I want to ride. This is my time. I can do this. Yep. And you go and you tell your wife. <laughs> or, or your mom. Or your mom. <laughs> Or even your kids. Yep, kids. And uh, yeah, that's where things kind of fall off the rails things for a lot of people. There's that weird social element. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, at the same, on the one hand, it's like, well, screw the wife, blah blah. Yeah, except you know, the the whole point of having a wife is that you know, yeah, you she gives an opinion. You you at least give it some thought. You have to. It's, it's <laughs> in part your of the deal. I mean, yeah, you screw your wife, but you don't screw your wife. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Aha. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's a keeper. Yeah. I'm making a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chuck at 375 Evergreen Terrace, Murray, Utah. Uh. <laughs> Someone's going to go on a KSL and be like looking up my bike for sale. So I'll show him. I'll show him. Bastard. He's so rude. <laughs> 
It's true. I am. Mm-hmm. And I suppose the flip side is probably true of that, too. I've definitely had uh, women in there whose husbands are like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if they go through the class the same time the wife does and they do worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> that happened in the class I was in. The, gr- the yeah. girlfriend did better than her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, mm, but I'm the one with the CBR. Yep. <laughs> She's going to take it. She's like, I'm taking it back, hon. My helmet's on the back. <laughs> you know what you don't do? What's that? Alex. <laughs> Is you don't piss off your wife by telling her you'll meet her anywhere. That's that's really good advice. While she drives the kids there. Yeah. Don't, don't. <laughs> I'll meet you on my bike. You take the kids in the minivan. Don't piss off your spouse <laughs> with the bike. They're not going to help. <laughs> that's awesome. Everywhere I see them go, he pulls up on the bike oh, and man. she gets out of the car and she looks so pissed. <laughs> wow. Well, you just stick him in a car with a bunch of kids and then yeah. go do something fun. Yeah. But he gets off the bike. He's all like happy and smiles. He's like, hi. <laughs> but it brings up, it brings up an interesting point though because when you have a family too you've got something to worry about you now yes. you know when you're a single douchebag you know if you bin it and wad yourself up it's like okay your well, mom's that's, sad that's sad yeah. your mom and your siblings are sad yeah well probably may, your dad if too. your siblings like you yeah yeah that's yeah. true your siblings might not even be bothered they might just be going through your stuff friends take your stereo yeah yeah on the other hand if you got a family you got people depending on you now yes that's tricky what i do is uh, i have a picture of my wife and daughter that i have stuck on the dash mm-hmm and uh, so it's always in eye line. Actually, the one that was on my dash got ripped off on the last trip. Really? <laughs> yeah. The last trip out from Durango, it got ripped off. So I needed to replace that. Oh, and that awful windstorm. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I uh, had a picture tucked in. Interesting. And uh, whenever I got the urge to do something stupid, it's just right there in my eye line. Maybe I shouldn't. That's a good idea. Yeah. And I guess the, the other thing worth saying is... You, it, Not that I ever get the urge to do something stupid on the bike, wife. <laughs> I ride a Buell. It's not possible. But I guess that's another cost you got to think about. Is if you do have kids and a wife, you, it's kind of irresponsible not to get some life insurance. Yeah, you want to make sure you have your life insurance. Well, you probably do anyway if you got brain in your head. But the fact remains. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you got you, you got other things to worry about. And I guess the other thing is, I'm thinking of the year when uh, your daughter was born, and I think you got on your bike twice that year. That's yeah. Sometimes, you know, if it feels like family's more important, it's pissing you off. Well, maybe maybe family's more important, you know. Mm-hmm. Motorcycling is not the most important thing in the world. It's fun as shit. Yep. Uh, but, you know, yeah, if, and, and if that, it's a bad time, it's a bad time sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I still got on a bike every day. Yeah. But all I did was commute. Yeah. I didn't I didn't go any – I didn't do any of the rides. Mm-hmm. I dropped out of the Sunday rides mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, it uh, – wasn't even something I really had to think hard about. Yeah. It was just, I'd rather be home. Sure. You know, newborn and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you want you want to build up on your life insurance and you want to do it responsibly because your kid's watching you. Ooh, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. And That's s- terrible. You're a role model. Jesus Christ. You're a role model. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Someday. I need to go sell off all my stock now. <laughs> Someday, she might want to ride a motorcycle. That's a good point. And I don't want to be, you know, tight <laughs> I want to do a like that. <laughs> Just doing stoppies in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> now you go ride responsibly. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> do what we say, kids. Not what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and, you know, you know, I want her to have that image in her mind, too, that, you know, when she starts 
You could say it. You could say it. Dating? <laughs> that thing. Yeah. So so what you're really saying is you, you don't want to have to be the one who comes out the side of the house when Billy shows up on the CBR 9 bajillion or whatever's common at the time. And he's like, come on and get on my bike. I got a helmet bungee corded to the back. And he turns around and you're like already behind him like in a monster movie with a tire on <laughs> Dun, 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 poof. Why do I picture myself wearing a Godzilla suit when this happens? <laughs> I don't know if that's even funnier. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? That's my dad. <laughs> Swing the tail, knock him off the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, kind of do the the sort of the the awkward sort of carefully stepping towards him with your arms out so you don't crash into anything. <laughs> that has somehow become the de facto monster movie thing when yeah. it's really the guy in rubber suit trying not to crash into things. Not trying, Just walk. trying not Please to don't trip. trip. Please don't trip. <laughs> She'll be like, "Daddy, you're doing it again." <laughs> Billy rides away. <laughs> and was never seen or heard from again. I think I have a plan. <laughs> I like it. It's solid. I'm going to need a suit. You need to put it on YouTube or whatever the future YouTube equivalent is. <laughs> solid. She'll never have a date in high school. <laughs> Actually, I guess the, the real goal, though, is that this guy pulls up and he's like, get on the back. And she's like, you douchebag. <laughs> yes. I'm go get my bike out. <laughs> yes, that's the goal. I'm getting my bike. Yes. It's red. <laughs> <laughs> I can ride circles around you. I make sure to I make sure to give Chuck hell by getting his daughter involved in all of his bike decisions. That's true. She's pronounced his new bike must be red, which uh, they don't offer as a color. Well, for you're the bike I'm looking best at. Best get it painted then. Huh? <laughs> Daughter's spoken. Yeah, she said red bike. Hmm. <laughs> at least she didn't say pink. <laughs> Rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> I could probably work her up to that. <laughs> so you want, you know, you want to set sort of an example for your kids because they're going to be watching you. Mm-hmm. I guess the flip side would be friends and basically screw them. What? Well, you know, friends are like, you're going to die. Oh, yeah. You know, they're going to tell you you're going to die. There's always one friend. It's like, oh, my God, you're dangerous. And how do you love? At your age? <laughs> That's a fun one. Yeah. 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 What are you writing for? Don't you love your family? Don't don't you want to live? Why do you kick puppies? <laughs> what? How do you know I kick puppies? They needed kicking. I'm the man. You and small them. fluffy things, huh? <laughs> God damn! I kick them right into the buell. Keep your free small things away from Chuck. And the buell eats them. <laughs> <laughs> and bones go. Ping. Aren't you the guy with the small dogs who were peeing on your bike trying yeah. to decide whose it was? Yes, yes it is. Just checking. The, the M50 that I'm trying to sell, covered in dog piss. <laughs> Fortunately, he'll have bought it or stolen it by the time he hears this. He's probably stealing it right now. <laughs> Joke's on him. It's covered in dog piss. <laughs> Wait until he sits on it. Oh, shit. Did I leave the keys in the Strom? Oh, God. I did. You know what they're going to do? They're going to use the keys to move the Strom so they can steal your M50. <laughs> Let's move this ugly bike. Oh, God, get this fucker out of the way. What it is this stinks. crap? stinks. <laughs> what is that? The Why does it have three lights? The stink lines are coming off of it visibly. <laughs> I don't like it. It's horrible. Look at the wheel nerd sticker. 
It isn't even the final kind. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think it's time we talk to some noobs. Yes. John Slider. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Okay. Hey, we're here with uh, John and Todd in my kitchen. <laughs> the little pitter-patter of claws you hear are the dogs. Many, many small dogs. Small dogs. That's us. Small dog fantasy. John, John's the guy I went riding with a couple weeks back over Monte Cristo. How you feeling, John? <laughs> I'm a little stiff. Yeah, the arm's looking good. The arm's you're, getting better, yeah. You're not yeah. in the sling at all? No. What'd they ever say about your knee? Um, that is a bit more of a problem, yeah. Got really? A bit a, yeah, cracked uh, kneecap, maybe. And oh, no kidding. Ligament damage and stuff, so. Really? Yeah. Okay, because uh, that night we were just thinking it wasn't anything, right? So. Yeah, well, it, it still hurts. Oh, wow. There's like some bum floating in there somewhere. So. Oh, that sucks. Oh, man. All right, well, just recapping, John and I were uh, going on a trip, and uh, we went op- up and over Monte Cristo and came into a curve, which I don't remember being all that remarkable, but you thought it was. Yeah, I did think it was, yeah. I uh, definitely panicked, and uh, I think I was going too fast for my ability, and... Uh, I just panicked, and I think I hit some kind of rock or gravel or something and put the brakes on. The back started to slide a bit. I tried to lean. It wasn't turning quick enough, so I panicked again. Put the brakes on harder, and then I just remember the front folding and just going down and just slid. Off you went. Slid off, I went, yeah. Although I don't quite remember the whole sliding part so I may, I may have blacked out for a little I gather bit. that's pretty normal actually yeah. yeah and you hear that from a lot of people they're like and then I crashed and then there's nothing and then I was on the side of the road right and that's yeah. exactly what I remember pretty much huh. <laughs> we, we've heard that story several times in the past few months yeah. <laughs> from people who have wrecked in various just on like mountain bikes even right. yeah they just don't remember it right and maybe I didn't black out or what but yeah I just don't remember so <laughs> probably better that probably way. better that way yeah yeah. Well, it sounds like sounds like you spent some time though thinking it over, trying to figure out where where things went wrong. Yeah, definitely. The next two days on, we still managed to do our trip. So uh, I guess I toughed it out a little bit. But um, I thought about it on that when I saw many people on bikes going by, and I didn't have mine, <laughs> which made me a little upset. Sunday afternoon, it was a lot of people on bikes. Yeah. So I definitely have recreated that in my mind many, many times. And uh, the upshot is I'm sure I was just going too fast for the corner and yeah. just went off. Mm-hmm. So is the bike still in Woodruff? The bike is in a uh, salvage yard up in Ogden. I found out where in it is. In Ogden? Oh, it okay. Is they towed it to Ogden. Mm. Wow. So I guess that was probably cheaper for them to do that. So, so if anybody needs a back end of a Ninja 500. And the engine was only 1,600 miles, so I'm sure it still had some good stuff on it. <laughs> it could be a track bike. Well, apparently mm. if someone has a, a salvage license, you can go buy it. Yeah. They wouldn't let me buy it. So. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to have some... They said a friend or someone you know has to have a license to buy it. Yeah, because then they have to certify that it's safe for the road and right. all that kind of nonsense. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't know you had to do that. I've owned a few salvage cars. My recommendation is generally not Don't to buy salvage cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, there seems to be some dealerships that do that these days, but they're never yep. that cheap. No. Yeah, yeah, never yeah. cheap enough to justify all the BS. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Huh. Never sell it again. <laughs> You're basically stuck with it for life, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So what was the process after, 
you know, you made the initial call to the insurance, and they they wanted to see the bike, they wanted to see your gear, and they wanted what what kind of stuff. Well, the one thing I've noticed or I've learned from this experience is that you need to ask your insurance agent a lot more questions because Mm -hmm. one thing I didn't have gap, which means that I didn't get my loan paid off, and which. Probably wouldn't have mattered, but seeing as it was only two months old and I'd only made two payments, that was a bit of a problem. <laughs> right, and you had the depreciation hit. Yeah, off the exactly. So if you buy a new bike, I would definitely do the gap on your insurance. <laughs> okay. And um, the other thing is, is that your gear is actually, I guess, not only your helmet's covered. And really? on standard insurance, you have to get some kind of supplementals I can't remember exactly what it is it's but an accessory your, policy yeah accessory or something okay. so like if you got hardly any gear I guess it's not worth it but if you have thousands of dollars worth of stuff that you're mm. wearing yeah. that's probably a good thing to get right now someone's thinking I wonder if my tank top and flip flops are covered yeah, those would not be covered <laughs> my baseball cap I prize it it's Dude. on backwards so you know so accessory coverage trying to cover your gear so they actually will cover the helmet as part of that that's yeah the helmet as you know as necessary supposed necessary equipment but I guess jackets are not necessary mm-hmm. jackets gloves uh, gloves pants, and stuff shoes. yeah my jacket really was the only thing that was toast I mean mm-hmm. my pants probably survived my boots, they survived. They just got pretty good scuffs on them. Mm-hmm. What um, brand of gear you're wearing? Cortec. Yeah, Cortec. Yeah, okay. the jacket did a good job. I can't. I sh- the pants were Cortec too. Yes, they were. Everything was actually my gloves, my jacket, and my and actually in the boots too. So everything was. Mm-hmm. Sure, walking Cortec advertising. Yeah, I guess I was, huh? And oh, it worked. <laughs> I'm glad I was wearing Cortec. Yeah. So I'm wondering about the knee. <laughs> I mean, what kind of what kind of armor did I you didn't pants? have any armor on the knee. It was just, it was just padding. padding. Okay. It was just padding. That's why. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That yeah. would do it. It brings it brings it into into perspective a little bit. If the the quality of gear does make a difference when you go down. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I was actually planning. I was kicking myself that I was going to buy the armored pants, and I didn't get around to it before the trip. So I <laughs> wish I would have bought them now. <laughs> Right, so your knee's worse off than your shoulder then? Is that Well, no, my shoulder's, the collarbone's broken, so, I mean, I guess oh, that's okay. worse. Okay. But you, you don't have a sling. I heard you you got into a tugging fight with the dog. Yeah, well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I guess I've, I'm one of those guys that just doesn't uh, listen to doctors very well. <laughs> <laughs> I always have been that way. Your medical insurance adjusters are listening. Yeah. Go on. Go on. That's okay. My insurance isn't the greatest, so that's all right. Now they're really bad. Yeah. But actually, that brings in about insurance. My car or the bike insurance is covering the emergency visit to the hospital. Oh, really? Okay. Because they have like a $2,000 policy for that. And I think that's pretty standard for most people, Mm -hmm. but you might want to check that too. What's covering the 3 o'clock in the morning drive to the hospital, John? Well, that's true, yeah. I guess a few more cases of beer are coming to Chuck's way. Chuck insurance. Yeah. <laughs> well, my wife did offer, but it was your vehicle, so that's that's the problem. I'm the one that went. I mean, the nurse, the ER nurse was pretty cute, but, you know, it was 3 o'clock in the morning, man. Yeah, yeah nobody's that cute at 3 in the morning. No. <laughs> that's true. And there the are dr- some weird people at the Leighton ER at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Logan, yeah. Logan, yeah. Logan. That's right. There was a couple of stabbings, it looked like. They had some guys coming out with some uh, some stab wounds, it looked like. So that was pretty interesting. They must have been looking at you. Oh, here's a guy with a stab wound stabbing. What did you do? I fell off my motorcycle. Get in the fucking line. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, luckily I was second. I was last, so it was all good. We, we did comparison shop the ERs while we were there. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. How, do, how exactly does one comparison shop ERs in a small town? Oh, well, you basically whatever has my insurance. And I was... Uh, you I walk was, into the... We, we pull into the first ER. I, I'm parking the car while he walks in to check in or something. I park the car. I walk in. Him and the clerk at the desk looking through the yellow pages for other ERs. <laughs> Well, all right then. Yeah, that's how worried I am about myself, I guess. You know, don't worry. I want to go to a different doctor so I don't pay as much. No, I survived this long. You know. yeah. I told him to go in screaming, you know, wailing, you know, get try to get some. Mm-hmm. No, he, he's looking through the yellow pages. <laughs> Lovely. So you got me- make sure you got medical insurance on your bike, gap insurance from whoever has your line. Right. Um, any other insurance nonsense people need to be aware of? Questions they should ask. They should because this is something a lot of people don't have any experience with. It's you know they have this theoretical policy, and it's like, well, I guess it's important. Yeah, well, I guess my next one is my wife seems to think I need more in life insurance, so maybe that's <laughs> another one. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Yeah, just in general. Just in general. You're yeah. English. You have a tendency to riot. At, yeah, you know, and you know, have bad livers and things from drinking too much beer. But you know, that's okay. One thing I think was a lesson learned for me was uh, we should call the insurance right away. Yes. Oh, did you wait a while? Yeah, I well because it, it was the weekend. It was happened on a Friday night, and I didn't. I wasn't just. I wasn't going to call until Monday morning. But yeah, you, you should call them right away. Yeah, they, they've got your twenty-four hour claim line set up to, to help. With yeah, that. exactly. And I just spiced it and should have done that. Interesting. Because yeah. that would have saved a friend of ours a trip up with a trailer. Yeah, it would have saved. Yeah, yeah, because they weren't. We, we, the plan was we were just going to pick up the bike Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, it turns out they wouldn't release it. Gotcha. So they wanted to get paid because they, they wanted their their extortionate tow bill paid. Three hundred dollars for like uh, 20, twelve miles. Twelve, 12 miles. Yeah. 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 That was a little extortion. You could do that with a small pickup truck. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, if I hadn't bent the frame up so much, I could have actually driven it back. But, we might yeah. have been able to throw it into the back of the pickup guy that, that came by, that that dude. Yeah. On the other hand, it was Friday night. And i got to be honest, if you called me to tell you Friday night, I'd probably charge you 300 bucks. Well, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Wasn't it a Friday night I called you to come dig me out of yeah, the middle of the way? Yeah, still In the dark, off the road, yes. Pushing the motorcycle up a hill uh-huh. while yeah. I had to brake on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. The Friday night thing seems to be a constant. Yeah, Friday night rescue. It was Chuck's. It was Chuck's week in the barrel. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there's pictures of that that exist on the internet. Ah, well, I know there's pictures of my little accident on the internet. I'm sure. So. Well, yeah. just the, the aftermath. Oh, yeah. The Wheel Nerds Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go to the Wheel Nerds Facebook page to see John's bike. Press like. <laughs> send money. Yeah. Please Not send for money. anything. Beer's okay too. They might get in trouble, actually. Don't do that. This is Utah. (laughs) You're soliciting. (laughs) Oops. I'm in big trouble. So i got to ask the the hard question. Um, Do you go back to riding? No, for me, I go back tomorrow. It's a question of uh, persuading the missus is the Ah, the big question. Well, they said four to six weeks just for your shoulder, right? Right. And I believe that because, yeah, I can move around, but... I still, I mean, I can't lift anything mm. more than probably five pounds in this arm for right now. And so, yeah, I don't know if I could really take the wind. Certainly wouldn't be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it wouldn't be too much fun. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to be driving pretty slow. Mm-hmm. But um, Driving slow. That, 
that's probably not a bad idea. Yeah, not a bad <laughs> idea. Not a bad idea to follow someone uh, of your same similar ability might be a good thing too. But. <laughs> People say I suck all the time. I don't understand. What... No, he's just a little faster than me. That's all. <laughs> he does suck too, but. Well, I'm not a good judge of character on that, so... Ow! <laughs> Seeing as I suck. Because <laughs> I crashed. So the missus is worried you'll crash again? She's just thinking it's... Expand- What's the- I guess I'm curious... The- no, I, th- I think it's more of the... Just because I'm out like 1200 bucks right now, mm. and, you know, go buy another bike would be X amount more. Mm. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll come around. Yeah, I'll, I'll get another one in the next little bit, but next year, yeah, probably. But it won't be, you know, real fast. So, you know, if he does wait till next year, you think he should take the BRC again? Couldn't hurt. Certainly, I'd be worried about. And I know this this happened to me when I hurt my knee skiing. Is the uh, getting the confidence back? You aren't thinking it's that bad right now, but it's screwing with your head constantly. Oh yeah. This thing I noticed. I got I after I had my knee surgery, I would still not walk downstairs without stopping at the top and going, psych myself up for it. Cause I'm like, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. It doesn't hurt. Okay. All, All right. right. So the, the mental thing's icky. So yeah, BRC and ERC might be a good idea to get over that because that's uh, that's pretty common with injuries. You get that icky mental thing that just sneaks up on you and everything yeah i mean as as minor as your crash was it was still a crash oh yeah you know at speed so mm-hmm. you know anything you can do to kind of build your confidence back up is a good thing well i wanted to take the uh you know the was it the experienced rider thing mm-hmm. next year anyway i mean but that was hoping that i would have kept going a bit longer <laughs> than two months you'd need a bike for that right? well exactly yeah yeah <laughs> All right, John. So, so as a uh, a newbie who's fallen fallen prey to noobness, uh, what what would be like the two pieces of advice you'd give to anybody aspiring riders who are just starting out? Ride your own rides. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. What does it's ride your own ride mean to you, John? Well, what it means to me now is is not catch up with the, not try and keep up with the person in front of you who's got five years experience on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But being a guy, I guess just that guy thing took over and just, oh, I got to keep up. I got to catch up. No, not a good sign. Yeah. Well, I think what lulled him into it is going uphill. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to take those curves. Right. Good point. And, uh, yeah, downhill right-hand corners for me somehow don't, don't mix well. So definitely need to go slow on those. Yeah, some, what else would you say? What else would I say? Yeah. Yeah, don't go too fast into a corner. <laughs> That's right, my students. Slow in, fast out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've heard that somewhere else before. Anyway, but... think about that. <laughs> we don't say that for our health in the class. No. no. My I wife didn't... says that a lot. No. Okay. <laughs> I guess I don't remember that from my uh, beginners class, but anyway, that's it's all a blur now. <laughs> <laughs> everything before that Friday is sort of a blur. Yeah, everything before that Friday was great. What are my kids' names? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, why is my head hurt? No. I was worried when I first saw him around that corner, and he was just kind of standing there. and Looking a little dazed. Looking dazed little, and confused. I thought maybe he had stopped to pee. <laughs> that was the hope. <laughs> At what point did you recognize, realize there was no bike there? Or was the bike still actually up on the road? As there was no bike there. No, it was okay. down in the ditch. Oh, that's there, the worst. There was only a John. There was even, no bike. Even a yeah. light bike is a bastard to get out of the ditch. It was, yeah. It was pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately couldn't help. <laughs> a passerby and Chuck got it out. Yeah. I, I think, <clears throat> the other thing I'm thinking is gear. Right. right. 
yeah, yeah, good gear, yeah, and you know, armor. I guess is you know, I, I hadn't really thought about it as much before yeah. myself, but but yeah, it's interesting. The padding goes some, but doesn't uh, go so far, right? Yeah, definitely the armor works, and uh, because I didn't, all I had was just this little. That's it. Which is now gone. But tiny that was a little tiny on scratch on my arm. Yeah, like, like a little burn. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. Armor works, invest in it. Yeah. Right. Yep, it does. Well, All thanks right. a lot for talking with us, John. I really appreciate it. Yeah, sure. definitely. Thanks for coming and sharing this with you know us and the listeners because you know, it's, it's hard to talk about that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Hey, this week's test ride. Yeah. So we got on John's Ninja, but we couldn't make it go anywhere. <laughs> Handlebars don't turn, and the tow duck driver wouldn't take the giant chain off of it unless we paid him 300 bucks. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I think we better go to some listener mail. Yes. Okay. We're getting entirely too silly. Joel writes, just listen to your guests from Buckhorn Creek waxing poetic about the beauty of the air. Who? Our guests. Our guests? Yeah. Todd and Chuck. Oh, right. Those two douchebags. D-bags. In celebration of the events described, I suggest you both mount buckhorn bars on your bikes. No. <laughs> Not much better on a Buell or a Ural. And think of the conversations the additions would bring up at gas stations. Total strangers could come up and tell you about the crappies 80s bikes they used to have with buckhorn bars. No. I had a vision. Did you? I did. I have a vision of the Buell with actual bullhorns coming out of the fly screen. That would be sort of cool. I think it would be pretty cool. And by cool, I mean a little dorky, but sort of cool and dorky so what? at the same time. I named my bike after well, okay, an imaginary yeah, it, pirate spaceship. Good point. We've got giant tiki stickers on them. Yeah. Um, I, yeah I think anything we stick on those bikes at this point is, is pretty superfluous. It's, it won't actually add to the dorkiness anymore. We've, we've crossed the line. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, need, I, I think I need bullhorns coming out of the fly screen. Okay. So I think that would look cool. To eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I need bullhorns. Okay. <laughs> Next email. Next email is from John. John writes, so I had an interesting dilemma with friends that want to be Friends with benefits? Writing. He doesn't say. Oh. That want to be riding friends, so maybe. <laughs> that I thought might be a good show topic. Oh yeah. The group was three bikes, all riding two up. One Aww, GSA. Oh yeah. With an experienced rider and two Harleys. One experienced rider and one borrowing a bike from the owner of the GSA. Oh yeah. He has limited skills and really shouldn't be riding a borrowed bike, and certainly not with a passenger on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Of course, barely any riding gear. Oh, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> no full-face helmets, etc., etc. Slower. Sexier. <laughs> now they're pissed at me because I wouldn't ride with them. I didn't tell them why. I don't ride with people that have little skill and don't wear gear. I don't need to see the carnage when they fall off. I just told them I couldn't make it and decided it wasn't worth it to try to explain why I'd never ride with them. What do the owners think of this kind of situation? So the situation he's describing... <clears throat> It's not entirely uncommon. You've got friends who ride that you're a little nervous about. Mm-hmm. Hey, you should come ride with us, and we're terrifying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a tricky situation. You open up your shirt a little bit to show the gold chain, mm-hmm. and you say, Oh, yeah. We're cutting this entire letter. <laughs> uh, you know, the way you handled it's fine. I, I think that I, I'm pretty sure that was that would be how I'd handle it as weenie out because I have occasionally tr- started conversations down the road of, you know, I, I'm it's not really my thing. It's not my kind of riding, and people get people assume that you're like telling them that they suck and you hate them and that you want to kick their puppy and eat their cat. 
You know, that tends to be the reaction you get. Yeah. Hey, we're going for this ride around here. Uh, it's not not really my thing. Oh, well, just because it's not, uh, you know, big, dirty bikes for long distances. Mm-hmm. Stickers. Do you see the bullhorn sticking out of the beal? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 people get very defensive of their riding and the way they ride. Well, no one wants to be told they're doing it wrong, especially something no, like riding. Because riding is a very subjective, very emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Good you point. Know, it's you and the bike. Everything's... You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's very it's something they identify very closely with. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I suppose it's true. So, I, I think maybe just the, the I can't make it is probably the the most sensible way to take it. Quite honestly, yeah, I can't think of anything that would come out with a better this 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 is kind of like a neutral result. And there's a whole bunch of really really bad ones. Are you kidding, you d bags? <laughs> I ain't getting near you, fuckers. <laughs> I want to live. <laughs> Also, you smell. <laughs> and you're ugly. You're, you're, you've had experience with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, would this be enough to put you off, this scenario? Hmm. Now, assuming I knew about I mean, As he's describing it, he seems to have some idea of the experience level of the riders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not wearing much gear, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, I'd be nervous about it, quite frankly. Um, I've been invited by people from work once or twice, and they've stopped inviting because I just say no every time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to go on their cruise up and down State Street kind of thing with no gear. I'm like, uh, no thank you. Mm. But I, I think just a, a straight no thank you is the best way to handle it because I, like I said, I can think of a bunch of bad ways to handle it, and yeah. there's no real good one. There's just the neutral one of no thanks. Yeah, just you can't make it or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I might go once. Just see how it is. Yeah, because as far as riding gear goes, I don't really care what other people do. Yeah. Um, if someone doesn't want to wear gear, they don't want to wear a helmet, mm-hmm. I, am, I am perfectly fine to respect their choice on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would hate to see them get really screwed up if, you know, if they crash. Sure. But, I guess I guess to me it's going to depend on the kind of ride I go on. If it's, you know, meeting them somewhere in the city or going to, like, dinner. Yeah. I don't give a shit what they wear. Yeah. Whatever. But, like, if they're going for, like, a ride in the mountains with really crappy or no gear, I'm I am a little nervous about being with them. Frankly, because, and this is me making a big generalization, but the people who are really the people you don't have to worry about in the mountains are much more likely to be wearing full gear. Yeah. People who aren't wearing, you know, a good set of gear, you know, I, quite honestly, I feel like maybe they haven't gone and ridden in the mountains much. Yeah, because man, the first time you catch a June bug in the throat, it's uh, <laughs> you'll change your tune. Yeah, yeah, but you know those kind of people mm-hmm. are also going to be the ones who go a lot slower. That's true. So maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it balances out. I don't really know. Cru- it didn't matter what bike it was, cruiser or spike sport bike. Yep, those guys go slow. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause they, they, they just can't go fast. Right. Yeah. Rip yeah. their rip their fillings out from the wind. But yeah, I I think I'm, I I tend a little more toward John's side. I I will tend to say no first. But that that's kind of me, and I, I ride a lot, a lot, a lot solo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I might be inclined to go, but I think I'd probably would be talking about my gear or something, trying to kind of edge, you know, bring it up. Actually, not a bad idea in a situation like this. Is if it's you know if it is good friends, then go and just have an excuse ready to weasel out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Get the fake call app on your phone. Oh shit, guys! I'm sorry. I got a bu- I got a burn rubber. I can say, oh, work called. Gotta go. Because <laughs> you know. that always happens. <laughs> so if they're sketchy and terrifying, then you can bail. Yeah, and or, just let them go in their way. Or for that matter, honestly, I've de- I've definitely been in group rides where I'm like, hey, I'm gonna, I wanna, I'm, I've been wanting to go this way. So 
Thanks a lot, guys. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> That's a dead end. 20 years. Hello? <laughs> I saw a rare red-crested heron. And it, there's, it. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... But, you know, that goes back to what we were talking about. You want to find a group you're comfortable with. Yeah, I think that's and what if it is. it's yeah. not the group that's for you, then it's not the group for the you. You know, yep. you just tell them you can't make it. Yep. You know, John handled it right. No, thank you. Yeah, no thanks. Peter writes, hey, guys, no, I don't have a favorite, Todd. Is that him admitting he actually has a favorite and it's Todd, or he's directing that at me? Because a direct address uses a comma, not ellipses. I just started listening to you, and I have to say at first I was really creeped out by all the tittering and giggling. Tittering? Tittering. We don't titter. I've never tittered in my life. Giggle, okay. But titter? But now, after seven episodes, you've started to grow on me. Like mold. Like mold? No. Like, like adventure. <laughs> adventure. The point is, my wife and I just went through Salt Lake City on our holiday ride. We fucking loved Utah, except Salt Lake City. We hated that. And I have to say, your traffic is ridiculous. Yes. Yes, it is. How can you survive there on two wheels? Very carefully. The interstate was like 90 mile per hour bumper cars on meth. Mm, so it wasn't quite rush hour yet. Jesus, I was never so glad to be away from somewhere. Dude needs to come down to Southern California and try that shit out. Dude, he, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can even I can even tell you what roads I bet I know he I bet he was on here too, going through that kind of traffic. I'm seeing I-15, you know, in yeah. busy times today. Yeah, and uh, I, I could totally see him being on uh, Parley's Canyon during rush hour. Oh yeah, yeah, when all the all the people who've never been on that awful canyon before are all going 75 miles an hour in the middle lane, and everyone else is going by them at 90. Yeah. But, hey, you know, he should try yep. Southern California because the traffic there is makes this look like cake. Maybe he shouldn't try it. <laughs> try it in a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or Anyways. Airplane. Thanks for making me laugh repeatedly. In the interest of disclosure, I ride a GS with studly aluminum panniers, which have been off-road three times in 24,000 miles. Also, let it be known that I own the Turtec catalog with Photoshop Elephant on the cover. Give me that. Is it photoshopped? I'm not sure it is. Something looks weird about the edge here. Yeah, but like the elephant has a shadow and everything. Yeah, that looks like... The, it, it so it could be the tour attack is photoshopped. Could be. Oh, this is a picture from Africa. And what they did is they took this guy on the Touratech bike who was actually in like uh, Duluth. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they photoshopped it over the elephant maybe? That could be. Yeah. I don't know. Because, you know, Turtex rapidly af- afraid of elephants. Mm-hmm. There's no way they would get on a road <laughs> They'd never get that close. Yeah. I'm not sure it's Photoshop, though. It's glossy. It's adventure. Adventure. I'm going to rub the adventure all over him. Oh, he's getting adventure all over him, folks. Speaking of adventure. If you haven't entered the adventure coffee contest yet. Yes. Time is running out. This is going to be our last week. We want to see your picture of you, your bike, as close as you can get to a coffee shop or something imaginative that way. If they're if they're running you off with shotguns, that's pretty fun, too. That would be cool. Something involving adventure and coffee. You'll work it out. Yep. And a bike. And a bike. And don't forget, we have Wheel Nerd stickers for sale. Check the website or the Facebook for the link to buy them. What have you learned this week, Chuck? I've learned the fuel pump makes a funny noise when you turn it on. <laughs> I've learned that you're probably going to get robbed. <laughs> Well, that's it for us this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.